Hello and happy Forbidden Door Day here on Radio Free Professional Wrestling. Yes, I'm the stunning one finally solo yet again, but are we ready for the greatest evening of professional wrestling of the year? This Forbidden Door card is freaking loaded. We have 11 matches with the addition of Filthy Tom Lawler versus Adam Cole added on Friday night's episode of AEW Rampage. And last night on Collision, we found out that the mystery partner for Stan Darby Allen is no other than Naito. And this, of course, did not sit well with one Chris Jericho. But also on Collision, we found out the opening match for the Forbidden Card is going to be the AEW World Title Match between Tanahashi, the ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and MJF. Now on AEW Collision, we saw Tanahashi have a excellent match with one of Sir Strickland, with Tanahashi picking up the victory. After which we saw MJF not live in person, but on the video screen as he announced to the crowd that he doesn't want to stay in Toronto any longer than he has to. So his match is going to be the first match on the pay-per-view. Now on paper here, this is an interesting match because you got MJF, a professional wrestler that we hardly ever get to see wrestle on AEW TV, which I kind of like the fact that he's the chicken shit hill that hardly ever wrestles, but when he does, he can put on one heck of a match versus one of the best professional wrestlers of his generation, Tanahashi. Now I know a lot of people think that he may have lost a couple of steps in the last few years, but still it's Tanahashi. It's the ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling. It may not be the best match on the card this evening. It may not be the match for the night, but I feel like this is one hell of a way to kick off a show. And let me say that I think MJF is going to win this by the skin of his teeth. He may have him pull out that dynamite battle ring that he keeps carrying around, but at the end of the day, I don't see the AEW World Championship going over to the ace, even though that would be kind of a cool thing to have the summer of the ace. But I see the devil winning by the skin of his teeth. Let's move over to the one match they have already announced for Zero Hour, as we have a Women's Own Heart Cup first round match between Athena and Billy Starks. This is the young lady from Kentucky who just graduated from high school earlier this summer and this is her first debut match in AEW and she's going against the ROH Women's Champion in Athena. I got a feeling that Athena's going to win this one because I got a feeling that on that side of the bracket we're heading to a semifinal of Willie, a Willow Nightingale and Athena and that winner of the semifinal is going to face the winner of Sky Blue versus Ruby Soho. And I feel like this is Sky Blue's tournament to win, as we were seeing her the last few weeks on AWTV getting this mega push. If it's not Sky Blue, I think the other babyface that could possibly win the Olin Hart tournament for the women's side is going to be Willow Nightingale. And I'd love to see either one of these ladies get the push here by winning the tournament. Last year, we saw Britt Baker win the Olin Hart tournament for the first time, and she was a hill. And it really didn't play too much into the fall of AEW booking plans. We hardly ever heard her write about being the Owen Hart tournament winner. So I'm hoping this year we get a baby face. And that baby face gets a run off of this tournament win to maybe defeat Tony Storm for the AEW Women's title. Okay, let's go ahead and talk about this Adam Cole versus Tom Blotter match. Now this is a match that I'm looking forward to. This for the fact that these two guys are from two of my favorite hills. And now... I know Adam Cole's more of a babyface as he's made his return from his injury. And I kind of hate the fact that Tom Lawler is in this match because I know Tom ain't going to get the victory over a returning Adam Cole. 
As Cole looks like he's destined to face MGF down the road for the AEW World title, it wouldn't make sense for Cole to lose his match. Honestly, any other night, this might be match of the night, but not tonight, because there's too many matches besides this one that could qualify for match of the night, and we'll get onto that later in the evening. Okay, early in the show, I told you that Naito is Sane and Darby Allen's partner for their six-man tag team match against Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki. This is going to be a hell of a six-man tag, and the fact that we get Chris Jericho versus Stay in 2023, sign me up, because this is a dream match from WCW that we never got to see, and the pieces around this it's still kind of cool. I want to see Sting no-sell Suzuki's chops and Suzuki just no-sell any kind of offense from Sting. Just that moment of having those two guys do that, it's going to be pretty damn cool. Now, the biggest question in this match, is Sammy Guevara going to be a heel or is he going to be a face? Because lately he's been more face than a heel. Is this where he breaks away from Chris Jericho? Maybe Jericho try to get him to cheat or something and Sammy just walks away from him and this how it leads to Chris Jericho losing this match? Because I feel like Jericho needs to take the pin here. Now, if you let Darby Allen or Sting pin him, I don't know who you will pick you can pick either or be kind of cool to see jericho tap out to the scorpion deathlock i'll go that way Sting wins his match with the Scorpion Deathlock. Okay, up next, the AEW Women's World Title match is Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale. One of the few matches that you don't see a New Japan Pro Wrestler versus an AEW talent, even though Willow Nightingale is the current NJPW Straw Women's Champion. And unfortunately for Willow Nightingale, I don't think she's going to be able to beat Tony Storm here. Because I got a feeling Tony Storm is going to keep her AEW title until all in. And hopefully Jamie Hager by some miracle can be in that match in London. Because that crowd will be so freaking hot for Jamie Hager to get her title back for Tony Storm. But I do see Tony Storm carrying the day here. And I got a feeling the Outcast is going to cheat to protect Will Nightingale here. Because Will Nightingale is probably one of the best baby faces in AEW on the women's division side. Okay, up next, the AEW International Championship. It's a full way. Originally, if I remember right, this was actually supposed to be Zack Sabre Jr. versus Orrin Cassidy in a singles match. And I think, hell, that was going to be a cool match. But now they've made it a four way and they have added Shibata and Daniel Garcia to this match. So I feel like this is going to be a sneaky second best match of the evening. And the question is does Orange Cassidy lose here? Now, since they made it a four way, I got a feeling Orange Cassidy is going to escape through here with the title yet again even though i would love to see the title on zack saber jr because one thing about this forbidden door card is the fact that last year we didn't see a title change hands and eventually you're gonna have a change of title here somewhere some way or it just gets too predictable and i would love to see zack saber jr on awtv with the international title or heck why not give it to shibata can you imagine a summer shibata matches for the AEW international title that'd be pretty freaking cool as well Okay, let's move over to the Men's Ono Heart Cup first round match we got on the card this evening. It's CM Punk versus Kojima. Now, I know a lot of people are thinking, this should have been a match for Kenta versus CM Punk. And I doubt we'll ever see this match ever happen because I feel like there's too much bad blood between Kenta and CM Punk. And this match, 
I'm not really interested in at all. So, okay, it's no secret that I haven't been a fan of CM Punk's return or the fact that CM Punk is actually back in AEW at all. I feel like he is a poison pill and I feel like he's too much of a pain to justify the contract, justify the fact that you put him into the company yet again. And now you have two shows and you're trying to juggle the fact that he's on a show and you can't have the Young Bucks or Kenny Omega on a show. Eventually, this is going to have to come together. They're going to have to get along or some of them are going to have to leave the company. And honestly, if CM Punk leaves, I would not care one bit. But he's going to win this match. Let me tell you, he's going to beat Kojima here. And I feel like he's going to advance into the tournament. Hopefully, he'll be the one to put over the winner of the Owen Hart tournament. And hopefully, that winner is going to be, drumroll please, absolute Ricky Starks. Because if you watch AEW Collision this evening, it's one hell of a main event as we saw the eight-man tag, as we saw CM Punk, Ricky Starks, FTR versus Juice Robinson, supposed to play Jake White, and the Gun Brothers. And guess who takes the pin? I'll give you one clue. His name was Ricky Starks. And why the beep is he taking the freaking pin here? You keep talking about these pillars. Ricky Starks is one of the pillars. You can take Jungle Boy and toss him to the side, and Ricky Starks is the fourth pillar. Come on. Okay, speaking of Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, let's go ahead and talk about the New Japan World Heavyweight Championship as Sonata faces Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. And just like Sonata said, who the hell is Jungle Boy to challenge me for this title? Okay, if you watched AW Dynamite, you saw Jungle Boy get this mixed reaction. It was mostly booze, and I got a feeling that they're going to finally turn him eventually here. I don't know if they're going to turn him this evening at Forbidden Door, but the writing is on the wall for Jungle Boy. I feel like he's going to lose here to Sonata, and this loss might just drive him just a little bit more crazy as he hangs out with Hook, and Hook has a title, but Jack Perry doesn't have a title, and eventually... Jack Perry's going to turn over on Hook. And that could be a, a great feud to start Jungle Boy down the road to the hillside. And maybe, just maybe, it might do him some good. Okay, up next is our mega 10-man tag match where we have John Mosley, Claudio Castanelli, Will Yuta, Katesha, Jota Unamo versus Heyman Adam Page, the Young Bucks, Eddie Kingston, and Toro Ishii. Sign me up for this match. This match is just going to be a cluster beat and it's going to be hard hitting and we know John Moxley is going to bleed it all over Toronto. Now who wins this match? I want to see the Hills win this match. I mean I know we're in the middle of the story with what is going on with the Black Fool Comet Club and is Don Callis and Katesha part of this group or are they just working as two Hill factions trying to get over the baby faces? The only person I don't want to see to take the pin in this match is Heyman Adam Page. Because we got to do a lot of work to get Heyman Adam Page built back up to where he was before he lost the AEW world title. So you can let anybody else take the pin here. Hey, let it be one of the Young Bucks. I don't care if it's Nick or Matt. One of them should take the pin here. And the person who should get the pin is Katesha. Because I know I didn't like the start of his heel turn. But boy, he's really leaning into it. And he's actually just as good as a babyface as he is a heel. Especially having Don Callis as his mouthpiece. I feel like AEW might have their next like hill champion already in the works here after MJF loses the title and he has a babyface champion and the first hill to face that champion should be Katesha. Okay, up next is the rematch for the New Japan United States Heavyweight Championship as Kenny Omega is defending his title against Will Ospreay. Now, if you're lucky enough to see the first match at the Tokyo Dome earlier this year, it was a freaking classic and Ospreay came 
oh so close to winning and finally getting this monkey off his back being unable to beat Kenny Omega. And like Omega says, 364 days of the year, Will Ospreay is the best professional wrestler on the planet. Sorry, Brian Danielson, but it's true. And like Omega says, it only takes one day to make a champion. But unfortunately for Canada, unfortunately for Toronto, Will Ospreay is going to walk in Toronto and beat Kenny Omega, the so-called wrestling god. And it's going to be a Stormbreaker 1-2-3 as we get a new champion. And you guys are going to boo Will Ospreay out of the building. And he's going to need that Don Cow security. Okay, we are up to the dream match. The match that honestly I never thought in my life I would see. It's the American Dragon Brian Danielson versus the Okada one. Can the Raymaker defeat quote unquote the best techno wrestler on the planet? The best wrestler of his generation and a man who's going to try to take the Rainmaker to the desert. This is going to be something that you're going to tell your kids, your grandkids about. Get the popcorn. Make sure you have your drinks ready because you're not going to want to leave your couch or your seat until the match is over. Now we saw Okada come out at the end of AEW Dynamite and almost hit the Rainmaker on Brian Dallison. Now, granted, whether Yuta ate it like no other person could do it, and he sold it like a million bucks, and that's a meme that's going to live for infinity now for Willer Yuta. And it kind of made me wonder, who's going to win this match? Because Okada looks strong heading into the pay-per-view. This is the main event. Does Brian Danielson beat Okada? And if he beats Okada, is he being clean? Or does he have the back pull combat club come down there and cheat to win this match? Do you send everybody home from Toronto booing Brian Danielson out of building? Or do you send everybody home happy seeing the Rainmaker pose after a Rainmaker and all the streamers come down on a victorious Okada? I got a feeling that Brian Danielson is going to win this match and we may see a rematch of Okada versus Brian Danielson at the Tokyo Dome coming up January 4th, 2024. Okay, that's my preview of AEW. New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door. This is going to be one for the ages. I'm just happy that both companies have their main talent on this card. If you remember last year when we first got the first Forbidden Door, both companies had a lot of injuries. And I really honestly think this was the card that we would have saw last year if everyone was healthy. Now, it's going to be hard-pressed to find another pay-per-view to be pay-per-view of the year if everything fires the way it should this evening. So... Once you guys leave the building around 1, 1 30 in the morning, you could easily say you just saw the best pay-per-view of this year. And I doubt you'll find anybody to disagree with you. Now, do me a favor. Send me your match of the evening. Which match do you enjoy the best? Which one was the worst? As I will have a post-AW New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door show on Wednesday coming up this week. And you can leave those reactions at Radio Free Pro Wrestling at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter at Radio Free PW or Instagram at Radio Free PW. Okay, before we go, I do have to talk about some things outside of the world of AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. As we had SmackDown this past Friday evening, it was a very skippable episode of SmackDown. The only match worth going to see was the unification match for the women's tag team titles between Shannon Baszler and her partner Ronda Rousey. And they face off against the team of Aladon and KLR, the forever champion, also known as Ava Fire. Now, this match was a good match, but I freaking hate the ending of this match. 
as we saw Shanna Baser and Ronda Rousey tap out both Iva Fire and Isla Dawn. And like, why? You could have had one of them get a pin, one of them tap out, but I didn't want to see both because you got two new characters on SmackDown and Iva Fire and Isla Dawn. You haven't had them had too many matches. And you had a chance to build them up yet. Now, granted, Wade Barrett was given the backstory to build KLR up, saying like she was the best professional wrestler in Europe for the past decade. And the first time I saw Ronda Rousey and KLR in the ring, I'm going like, this could be a WrestleMania quality match. And now we already see her tap out to Ronda Rousey. Like, what the freak? I mean, come on, we have money in the bank literally a week away as I'm recording this episode. We could have saved this women's unification title match to Bunny in the Bank. Let Anadon Kalar have a match in London. Let them get that pop from the crowd. But no, we had to do it in Lafayette, Louisiana, and we had to let Shane Baser and Ron Rousey look strong as they continue to run rough shot through the women's division. And in other news, we had a debut on AEW Rampage as the former Johnny Nitro, John Morrison, Johnny Progress, Johnny Insert, whatever you want to use as his last name. Oh, hey, Alfred, one, one for you. Johnny Radio Free Professional Wrestling. As John Henning made his debut, attacking the acclaim and teaming up with QTV. QT Marshall is in the same ring as John Henning. Okay, let's just pump the brakes here. I mean, I'm a big John Henning fan. I mean, he should be in the main event or upper mid-card in AEW. This guy is freaking talented and should be nowhere near QT Marshall. As much as I've been pounding this desk for Will Hobbs to get away from QTV, I want the same thing for John Haney. John, run for your freaking life. And this will bring the close to this episode of Radio Free Professional Wrestling. Thank you for joining me. And of course, you can always go over to RadioFreePW.com to check out the back catalog of episodes. And do me a favor, if somebody you know might like Radio Free Professional Wrestling, why not share an episode with them and let them drink it in, man? And as always, have a stunning start to your week.